Good evening and welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show. And wherever you might be across the globe, it might be the morning, it could be the afternoon, but it's evening here in the UK time with a very special guest indeed. It is Jeremy Arobas. Good evening, Jeremy. Good evening, uh, you, and it's a real pleasure to be able to uh, participate to your show this evening. And hello to everyone. Hello to Mark. I see uh, the e-seniors are showing up, and it's a real pleasure to be here this evening. It's fantastic to see everybody in the chat who is in our normal community here with the Hugh Hadrick channel and also with the e-seniors, uh, uh, e-seniors, uh, oh, sorry, e-sports seniors championship who have joined us tonight. It's fantastic to see you all. And just a quick thing, if you like what you see, then give us a like just now. That would be fantastic. And if you want to join the channel, then give us a sub. That would be amazing. We've also got Jeremy's channel there as well for the e-seniors, uh, John, uh, e-sim seniors championship in below there i'll make sure they are so make sure you subscribe to that too it was a fantastic race earlier on this evening but jeremy it's fantastic to have you on the show you actually approached us through your good friend mike um and said you'd heard us on the podcast yes. and which is great for us because that's exactly what we're looking for that people are enjoying the podcast and want to be involved and come on the show um, thank you very much to uh, mike maleski for that as well Oh, it was fantastic. It was great news. It really excited me when I thought, oh, that's great. We're, we're getting people from all over the globe wanting to come on the show, which is great. Um, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask everyone that comes on the show. How did your sim racing career begin? How did it all start? Well, it um, all started in, uh, in 2000 um, with uh, the uh, Jeff Crammond Grand Prix 3 game. Uh, I got that on PC. And um, I've always been a big F1 fan since I'm a kid. So when I saw that you could actually race an F1 uh, in a simulation, I said, okay, this is it. I'm, I have to try this. So I got myself uh, the equipment, the wheel, the pedals, and, uh, and, and I started driving and I was blown away. Uh, and when I look back at the graphics today, I laugh a little bit because uh, the uh, the improvement uh, is is amazing in in the last uh, 20 years and but at the time i was already amazed you could compete uh, live and 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 uh, with people all across the the planet and yeah. i was blown away but but i seriously uh, only started racing about 2 years ago um, with, with F1 2019, uh, when I saw that game, actually, um, I had a shock. I mean, I was looking at the graphics and I couldn't say, I couldn't tell, are these real cars? Are, are these the real F1s or not? And I said, this is it. I mean, I am definitely getting this game. I got re-equipped. I got myself... Uh, a new rig, uh, upgraded my computer, got the game, and started racing again. Yeah. And uh, and that was fabulous. I mean, I, I just, uh, this time, the graphics were outstanding. The uh, force feedback as well made a huge leap forward. Uh, it, it, it was incredible. And I, I'm, I'm one who always wanted to race since I'm a kid and I never had that opportunity. So that was the closest thing yeah. to actually racing a real car, right? 
I mean, without the G-forces technically, but, uh, but I, I will never forget that. So that's how, that's how I, got, uh, I got involved in sim racing. Wow. And, and it's only um, a year later, uh, after playing um, F1 for about a year, um, I approached an old friend of mine, uh, Michel Benchaya, who uh, I knew was, um, was a professional go-kart uh, racer. And um, at the time I approached him and I said, are you aware we can race online and I would like to race you uh, uh, with that F1? And he told me, nah, you're not playing the right game. And I said, what do you mean I'm not playing the right game? He said, no, you should be racing Assetto Corsa Competizione. And I went, what is that? I never heard of it. So he's the one who um, intrigued me. And actually, I went in. And the first game I got after that was uh, Assetto Corsa. And immediately after, Assetto Corsa Competizione. And then I went. Oh my God! I mean, this is even better than the F1. It's it it has a level of a reality that goes beyond, and um, it it's a true simulator, mm. and, and that's what I like. To, that, that that's what I always say. I mean, we are not when we when we compete in the, with the seniors and everything. We do compete. What I mean by that, we don't play. It's not a game we play. It's a simulation we share. And we do race against each other, and yeah. uh, and that game allows you to do that. That game uh, allows you, you. You have to think as a driver. You have to set up your car. You have to prepare. You have to learn your tracks. You have. To, uh, you really have to be to get the mind of, of a professional driver, and, and go in there. So, in the beginning with the uh, Assetto Corsa Competizione. When we started racing, it was Michelle and myself. We would go on the public servers, uh -huh. and I had a blast. Except that um, I started getting fed up, getting side by side with a driver as I was trying to pass, and being pushed yeah. out of the track. And that never stopped. It would be almost every day. I'll yeah. get, and, and I said to Michelle, "I mean, this is insane. I mean." It's incredible. You can we cannot keep on going like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, earlier this year, um, he, he mentioned a league here in Quebec that we could join to to compete. So I said maybe that's going to be maybe that's going to be better because it's a league. It must be controlled. So uh, we joined in uh, January, and. Um, and I, I really didn't like the way it was organized. I didn't like the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said to Michel, you know what? Um, I think I have an idea here. I think what we have to do is uh, create something for people our age. Uh, I'm 66. Um, Michel is 69. And um, so I had the idea. I said, you know what? Uh, let's start a Facebook page. He's seniors, 60 years old, and see what happens. Yeah. And uh, so I created that page, and um, a few people showed up, and then um, we were 10, 15, and then 
a lot more drivers started going, what do you mean 60? I'm 59. And somebody else said, I'm 58, I'm 57. And I said, okay. So I said to Michelle, you know what? What we're going to do is we're going to bring it to 50 years old. That will be the, the, the minimum age you can join. And that's how um, the e-senior 50-year-old uh, uh, GT3 World Championship started. And, and I tell you, you, it was absolutely astounding. Uh, what happened is like people started uh, pouring in and, um, and, and there was, it, was, it was a nice phenomenon to see that we were not alone. Uh, yeah. we, we wanted to race with a civilized uh, drivers, you know, yeah. people that would care about mm. you being on track and, 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 and wanting to, to race in a fair manner. And, yeah. um, and that's it. So everything started in February of this year, so about eight months ago. So we are still pretty young. Uh, yeah as a community, but what a fantastic community this is. I mean, right now we are three uh, administrators, Mark Pocock, um, Michelle Benchaya and myself. Uh, Mark Pocock is, is doing so many things within the community. It's absolutely insane. You know now he's a broadcaster, he's a commentator, he's a steward, he's, He's, he organizes so many things, takes care of so many things. And it's an amazing um, community because everyone uh, in there is, is so helpful and ready to share everything. And um, we have a lot of fun. We, we truly have a lot of fun. And, um, and yes, of course, there are incidents. That's part of racing, isn't it? Um, but the beauty of the e-seniors is this, is that the more we race, the more we know each other, uh, the bigger the respect between the drivers and the more spectacular the races as we go. And that's what's beautiful. That's what, that the, the process is amazing. And to see uh, the community mature into that kind of level of racing is, is wonderful, it's tr truly wonderful. And uh, once again, it's because I believe when, when you deal with people uh, 50 years old and older, because yeah. one of the oldest uh, driver we have right now is 76, I believe, and it's wow. Terry Trowbridge, and he's very fast and yeah. fierce competitor as well. So but we have amazing drivers among, uh, among us. And, uh, and, and we, uh, like for example, we, with Mark, Mark and myself, Mark Pocock and myself race very closely all the time. And uh, it's insane, but the pleasure is, is intense because you know you can race very close, you know, uh, without, without fearing being hit, you know, and that was that's the difference being within this community than going on a public server where on a public server, you don't know who you're racing. Yeah, yeah, it can be pretty you daunting. Know, you don't know the state of mind they're in. Uh, you don't know what they took before that race. You know, <laughs> you don't know what to expect. With these seniors, we do have an amazing uh, structure in place. We talk to each other literally every day 
Uh -huh. We had three race meetings, uh, seven, uh, six days out of the week. We have uh, seven races a week. So, uh, and it's always about 80 to 90 drivers uh, racing during the week. Wow. So, so it, 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 it's, it, it's a new, it's some kind of very intense friendship going on because it mm. created a lot of ties between people that never knew each other. Yeah. And that's worldwide because we have Australians, we have uh, British, we have uh, French, we have Italians, uh, Swedish, Denmark, uh, German, uh, Holland, South Americans, uh, it's, it's Americans, Canadians, it's, uh, it's insane. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It sounds amazing. It, it sounds like it's really kind of rejuvenated you as well, that you, you can tell from your energy talking about it, that you're obviously very passionate about the community and about the racing and how much fun it is and how much how much enjoyment you get from it. Um, and that really shows that, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people in, in our age group um, that are just so keen on Formula One and racing, and this is now their chance um, to, to compete and to have a go. Um, what, but do you think it's just, is it just a kind of love of the sport, or what do you think it is that drives people now to start um, kind of playing these sim racing games and joining a community like yours? What, uh, I'm sorry? What do you think it is that, that uh, makes people want to be part of a community like yours? You know, because obviously they're... Uh, well, it's, it's very simple. I, 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 think, I think there's an aura around the e-seniors as we speak. And I think uh, people talk to their friends. Mm -hmm. um, and they know what's taking place. They hear, uh, they, can, they can follow our broadcasts. They can see the energy. Uh, they hear her laugh. That they hear us laugh and and share and and it's spreading. It's spreading because we we are getting new um, new new members all the time. And and uh, unfortunately, I have to also turn down younger drivers who who want want to join us, but they're not fifty. <laughs> and and today, actually. Um, uh, someone said, I've, "I joined. I joined you in February, and I'm turning 50 next week." Alright, racing. So, um, yes, you, you know, it's the karma. Uh, it's the friendship uh, uh, among uh, us and and, uh, and the respect we we succeeded building. I mean, it's 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 an amazing family, and like any family. You have fights sometimes. I mean, yeah. because no one, no one likes being pushed out of the track or being rear-ended <laughs> by someone else. But you know, the amazing thing is um, drivers apologize to each other, mm -hmm. and 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 if they get mad, well, they get mad for twenty-four hours, and the next day they're pals again with whoever caused the incident, <laughs> and we're back on the track and. And we're racing hard again, and uh, that's what that's what uh, this community is all about. It's, it's really, it's really, um, it's it's an amazing family. It's an amazing yeah. family. It's fantastic. Now we've got lots of people in the chat there. We've got Lady Wonderlust all the way from California, uh, who's with us today as well, and she's got a fantastic channel. Hello, we're man. watching. 
really, really good fun uh, and, a, and a fantastic driver there. And, and uh, it's great to see how she is getting on in racing. And of course, we've got all our guys from your community and from the Hattrick community here as well. Now, you may have noticed uh, for all you eagerly eyed watching the video that Jeremy has a little friend there with him too. Uh, at, uh, it's the wee, uh, the wee dog there. And they all want to know what is the name of the dog? <laughs> yeah, that's that's that's, uh, that's Mars. He's a Jack Terrier. Ah, and looks lovely, lovely dog. I remember in the beginning when we had uh, we had uh, video meetings with these here. Somebody said that's your spotter, isn't it? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to see what happens so, first. Is it very always sleeps when I race now? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! No, it's 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 really really good. And I was going to say because it, the age is fifty, and I'm slightly short of that, so um, that's why there'll be if I if I join you in the racing, if I do, if I have the outside chance of doing well, uh, I know I'll get banned. Yeah, but you, um, we have Mondays. Mondays, anyone can join the race. All right, on a Monday. Yes. All right. So we have Mon Mondays GT three. Um, that is open to anyone uh, from, uh, if you're younger or outside or from another league, you're welcome to join that race anytime. The rest is a championship because on Tuesdays we have um, teams constructor championship now. Um, on Wednesdays we have the uh, GT4 championship. On uh, Thursdays we have the Porsche Cup. Fridays, Saturday and Sunday we have three groups racing uh, GT3. So uh, group three races uh, Fridays, group two Saturdays, and group one on Sunday. So we have a busy, we have a busy schedule, but anyone from the outside can mm. join us and experience uh, the atmosphere of the seniors as long as you're respectful on the track, of course. Yes, yeah. I was going to say, otherwise, you're going to have to have a kind of e seniors junior category. So you can have maybe 10 years yes. or 50 or something. Yeah, you know, we toyed, we toyed with the idea uh, because we always talk, Michelle, uh, Mark, and myself, we're always thinking, always thinking. Uh, it's a, it's a nonstop process. I mean, I speak to them almost every day. And um, they, actually, with Mark, we have a couple of surprises coming up uh, shortly. So we're always thinking and always trying to um, go further. We have we we have ambitions with this. I mean, like I said, it's still new. It's still only eight months old, and uh, we haven't reached reach the full potential yet. But. Uh, uh, it's very exciting. And what's exciting is to see the involvement of the drivers themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, race after race, uh, whatever the group you're in, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and it's also what I have to say. It's like it's a, almost a completely independent uh, community. What I mean by that is that you know, you have uh, Coach Dave, for example. Well, we have Chris Bourne, for example. We have Peter Vosliner. We have we have Mark Pocock, who can wow. give you setups, and and his seniors share their share their, their setups, and they're awesome. Wow! And sometimes they're even better 
than, than Coach Dave. <laughs> so, so there you go. So it's it's a self-sustaining community, um, they, they, and 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 uh, drivers share with each other. Driver coach each other. You know, yeah. and and it's wonderful. I mean, it, it's not. Um, the, the competition is fierce. Don't 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 uh, misunderstand me because we have really uh, serious racers among the seniors, and they mean business. Yeah, uh, you can be stuck. You, you can be a second faster uh, than a driver, and believe me, he's gonna make sure. Uh, well, you find a weak place somewhere, but you might be following him for 10, 15 laps without being able to pass. So they will, they will do everything to try to finish ahead of you. But hey, that's the game, right? Yeah. If, yeah. if, if, if you can protect your lines uh, properly. And uh, then it's up to the guy behind to try to find a crack to to yeah. get in and pass you, you know. But it's all done in a fair manner because we do have rules, and uh, most people observe those rules, of course. And um, and we used to have a lot of incidents, for example, uh, like any other leagues, actually, uh, in the first lap. First lap. Is a crucial is a crucial lap. Everyone knows that. But um, the uh, sad thing about uh, first lap is that sometimes you have a driver uh, who spent hours preparing for that race and mm. not even making turn one. Yeah. And then and ending and ending up in the pits and and holding his head, going, "Why did I do this?" Why is that the way? So we had to cut that. We found a way to cut that out mm -hmm. by uh, creating a 10-place penalty All right. to anyone who would create a major incident during first lap. Believe me, you, since we've done that, the first lap is always a pure marvel. I mean, we can start, the race starts, and yes, there will be incidents later on, but um, but at least we solve that problem for now, you know. Uh, but it's a simulation, and at the same time, you have issues with sometimes internet connection, you yeah. know. Yeah. And and so there's a fine line there, you know. Where, but um, but no, I, I believe we are as we, as we grow. Uh, races are becoming more and more intense and um, people more and more eager to race. You yeah. know, I, I, I see people posting race day, you know, when it's the, <laughs> the day of the race, they're really looking forward to it. And so am I. And I'm, I'm one and I know I'm not the only one who who loves to um, to prepare. I prepare myself a long time before a race and I, I know I'm not the only one. Yeah. And, and 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 some drivers come and say, "This is my lap time. What's your lap time?" And so forth, you know. And uh, but we also have our aliens, right? We have guys in the e seniors that they really they are really really fast. <laughs> so <laughs> so th these guys are in group one, and um, but every league has those aliens. And, and it's great that we do as well. It's great that we do as well. But also what 
what's great with our community is that I remember in the beginning we had, and I'll tell you one thing, when we started racing, the first couple of races, I was shaking in my seat. Yeah. I was so nervous. Uh, it was, I, I, I was so nervous. And since then, we had a lot of drivers experiencing that, that kind of stage fright. You know, they, they were afraid. Uh, it was their first time racing. And you should see how they progressed. You should yeah. see how some guys went from group two, three to group two or to, from group two to group one. Drivers are getting better all the time because, um, I mean, in order to improve, you have to make sure you create the right environment for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And I believe we achieved that. We achieved uh, an environment where someone can learn, develop the game, because we do have drivers that come, uh, they join us and they say, I'm very new at this. I just started last week. Uh, or uh, I don't have the adequate, uh, I have very obsolete uh, equipment and so forth, but they, uh, we, we allow them to overcome their fear and transform that fear into enthusiasm and, and it's amazing, it's great. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, one of my admins has asked a question, I think, in French, um, so I can't guarantee it's been written properly, because um, he didn't. Quelle <laughs> musique, uh, musique j'aime aime courir. Which means, what kind of music do I listen when I when I race? Um, uh, I'm going to answer in French and then write in English. Je n'écoute aucune musique quand je quand je quand je cours. Absolument rien que la musique. La seule musique que j'écoute, c'est le bruit du moteur. Yeah, I don't listen. I don't listen to uh, music when I race. The only music in my ears is the music from the engine of the car I drive. Yeah, that's the best way, isn't it? That's it. That's the thing. I think because they've spotted the keyboard in the background as well. Um, and I think that's yes. <laughs> yes, I'm, 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 um, I happen to be a musician. I'm a, I'm a writer as well. But uh, and a few a few guys know. I'm a um, founding member of an 80s band by the name of Men Without Hats. And um, I, was, um, I was instrumental in creating uh, that famous uh, uh, hit, uh, Safety Dance. So yeah, but that was a very long time ago. But I'm still, I'm still a musician today. I'm still a writer as well. And, uh, but that's, that's what I do when I don't drive. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic, isn't it? I think because I, I used to play the piano and I'm a and I'm a drummer. Uh, I played drums. Oh, yeah. and I think there is I'm something. A, I'm, about... a I'm a drummer as well. Oh wow! Oh, that's, yeah, the thing, that's, that's how I came, that's that's how I came to music. I came I came to uh, through drumming, and actually, um, this is what happened. Um, uh, I'm a founding member of Men Without Hats. We were we were two, and I was. The drummer, and one day I heard about rhythm machines. They just came out. Uh, it was uh, 78, 79. And so I went out and I got myself two rhythm machines and a sequencer, and I came back to, uh, to the rehearsal space. And, and I, said, I said to Ivan at the time, I said, This is it. These are the new drummers. Yeah. I'm going to keyboards. I wanted to play keyboards. 
and uh, technique. And this is this this is actually how safety dance came to life. Um, I was alone in the rehearsal space, and I hooked up the two rhythm machines and the sequencer. And and the sequencer, I entered the famous riff. If you know that song, which is the do 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 do. Uh, coupled with the, the, the two uh, rhythm machines. And uh, when uh, Ivan walked in the rehearsal space, I told him, I have something for you to listen. So I pushed the button and there the song started the way it, it starts today on the record. And uh, Ivan turned his uh, synthesizer on and played his piano riff and Four minutes later, the song was written and oh. was done. It was as simple as that. That's amazing, though, isn't it? Now, that's, the, that's the thing. And, of course, the 80s was such an incredible era of music. All these Definitely. definitely. Because of electronics, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and it's funny because, you know, we can put... The metaphor can be used uh, with, with uh, Aceto Corsa Competition, you know. The level of um, of the new uh, engines they use to create those uh, those simulations yeah. allows allows for this for mm. this realism. You know the same way in the eighties when we we got the, the synthesizers, the rhythm machines. It was like brand new, but it launched a complete new era in music, right? Because it, everything before was rock and roll was yeah. uh, Led Zepp, you know, uh, Pink Floyd, everything was guitar-based. Actually, Pink Floyd maybe less because Pink Floyd had a lot of, uh, and Pink Floyd is one of my favorite bands of all times, yeah. along with Led Zepp. But it, it really, the 80s brought in all the technology into the music. And, and that redefined the sound. Uh, everything that was so rock and roll before became very electronic-based. And, uh, and the same thing with what's happening today in the world of gaming mm -hmm. um, and with the internet. Uh, look at what's happening in the sim world. You have worldwide competitions, F1, uh, GT3. Uh, it, it even involves uh, professional drivers. Yeah, yeah. Remember, remember a, a year ago, uh, we had F1 drivers uh, actually participating in um, in esports. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that shows you the level of seriousness. Uh, it, 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 it's it's a world in itself, but I think it draws serious people into it. And I think it, it, that's what I like with these seniors is that we do have guys that have an amazing equipment. Mm. <laughs> they, they, have, they, they have the latest uh, direct drives, pedals, you name it. I, I mean, and um, uh, I tell you, I, they, they are really immersed in, in that um, in that world, and when they come to race, you can see that they come to race seriously, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 that's what I like. And I think it brings slowly the level higher and higher as we go, uh, because I know a lot of uh, drivers that have graded their gear uh, since February, mm. you know, and that and and will keep on doing it because. 
it, it, the same thing as we were mentioning in the 80s, if you wanted to participate to the new wave, uh, you had to be equipped. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't have the toys, you couldn't play. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That? So the same thing today. If you want to play, you have to acquire the toys. And yeah. um, and the nice thing about the seniors is that it's um, it, it's uh, professional men, um, and and they have they have the means to acquire that equipment and and share and and have fun, and that's yeah. awesome. Uh, no, it's it's amazing, isn't it? Um, because I always think, you know, I, I started off oh, the rig I've got just now is just the most kind of entry level rig, which is the 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 G twenty nine steering wheel and pedals, and then the the play seat challenge. Um, but to be fair, it's a really good rig, and the transformation from driving on a pad to then driving on that it was huge. And then now you see all the new stuff, and I thought, oh, I could quite like a track racer, you know, because they're quite big and they've got all this stuff or a GT Omega. You know, you look at all these different incredible rigs now um and you just think which one would you have because they're all they all look so good they've all got little advantages and you think yes. but direct drive i think and then load cell pedals i think would be the next thing for me i'd quite like to to get better because i think they say the g29 pedals are not very good but the load cell pedals can reckon be up to about half a second a lap um which but, see, be... but see there you go you see even yourself you're talking about upgrading and the reason why you want to do that is because you want to get closer even closer to the reality of mm. uh, of the situation itself right because if you if you if you have uh, better pedals or better or direct drive uh, wheel you know or the triple screens i mean you 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 start being more immersed into the game itself although yeah. you know you can be as well with lesser equipment I mean, I believe it's the driver more than the equipment. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it, I think it does help to give you a bit more of a fuel. And I think if it can help you go a bit faster as well, um, yes. then that's even better, isn't it? Because that does give you a bit, it makes you enjoy a bit more when you see that you're getting more competitive too. And I think that's one of the key things. Well, we're getting lots of great um, chat comments there all about your music. And how they think, my goodness, you're the coolest guy they've seen on the interviews. <laughs> uh, when you, when uh, now that they know that what song you've you've created and and what group you are part of there and what you're still part of, um, which is fantastic. Um, now uh, Jerry has asked, um, when did you first start watching Formula One? Oh my God, I started actually. You know what? Um, I was started listening to F1 when I was uh, 10, 11 years old. I remember um, at the time I didn't have access to a TV, um, so I'm 66, right? We're, talk we're talking about this, what, uh, now 65, yeah, 67. Uh, and uh, I was listening to, ra to um, F1 races on the radio. Yeah. And when, uh, but my, my, my room was full of posters of F1, and it was posters of uh, of drivers like uh, Jackie Stewart, uh, Ronnie Peterson, uh, Jim Clark. At the time, I was gone with F1, you know, and I and I even told. I remember told, telling my mom I wanted to become a, a race car driver, and she said to me, "Over my dead body, you'll never do that. It's too dangerous." And <coughs> And it's true that at the time, being an F1 driver was very risky, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, we lost amazing drivers because of, uh, of accidents. I mean, today uh, you can have 
in incredible accidents and survive, you know, uh, but uh, in those days, uh, no, it wasn't the same. But uh, yes, I, I started listening and then I started watching on TV. Yeah, I would say when I was 13, 14 years old and uh, I'm still, I will still wake up here in the middle of the night to watch a live, a live uh, F1 race. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a big fan and I think, I think you guys have a term for that, that uh, a friend of mine um, shared with me, uh, it's Jonathan Wood, he, he, he taught me that term, anorak. Oh yeah, the anorak, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what I am. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing, isn't it? That's what, I'm sure that was a Top Gear quote as well, wasn't it? That was a, I'm sure Jeremy Clarkson used that a bit, uh, as in a bit of an anorak. About certain types of interest, but um, well, you would have seen incredible stuff in those days. I mean, the the, the old town I used to live in um, before I moved recently um, was Duns, was the town of Duns in Scotland, which is where Jim the Jim Clark Motorsport Museum is. Um, yes, I know. Lived a few miles away from there, um, and it was they've just done it up, and it's a fantastic, uh, a fantastic museum. Uh, it's all brand new. Uh, they've got a simulator in there, a, a VR one as well. Um, nice. And it's a kind of cutout of the of his Lotus Cooper uh, car, which is quite which is quite good. Well, well you guys, you guys in England, uh, it, it's like it's like you know you're it as far as F1 is 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 concerned in my book. You know, I mean, uh, yes, we have Ferrari in Italy, but uh, in the UK, uh, the history of motor uh, or motor racing is very big, right? So, and it's always been. And um, I always, uh, always followed uh, F1, knowing, you know, all the McLarens uh, and, and all the British con constructors. I mean, they dominated uh, Formula One along with, with, uh, with Ferrari. But today, it's still the same. One of the, the, I would say, the best driver there is today in the world, uh, in my book, is uh, Lewis Hamilton. And yeah. um, and I think he's incredible. He's, a, he's just he's just an amazing. And the new British drivers, uh, Russell and Lando, are, are phenomenal. I mean, the new crop of, of British drivers um, is is insane. I don't think um, the British have been as strong as they are today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it's an exceptional, isn't it? I mean, I think. Um, the, of course, you've got the, 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 lots of comments there saying about Montreal as well. I mean, the, the, the Canadian Grand Prix is always a cracker of a race. Yeah, I've, I've been there many times. I've been there uh, so many times, actually. Let me show you something. <laughs> Here, Mike. These are oh, my passes. All your tickets, yeah, your passes, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was invited. I, I was lucky. Um, I was um, a neighbor for years to... Uh, a gentleman here who uh, had affiliation with uh, Renault and will let me in, uh, oh, wow. in the, you know, so I, I had access to the Grand Prix Montreal Grand Prix many times. I was there the first race yeah. and uh, it was pretty dramatic, uh, as I recall. There was um, some someone died in the, at the start of that race. I don't remember who it was, but it was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty heavy. Um, yeah. And uh, yes, I've been I've been Montreal Grand Prix many many times, absolutely. And I, actually, I wish I went to 
to different uh, races, uh, but I never had the, the opportunity to go anywhere, like Silverstone, for example, or Manza or Spa. I, yeah. I never had that opportunity. It's a long flight from Canada, mind you, to do all of that. It's a long way to kind of come across to Europe to see a race, and it's not exactly the cheapest thing that you can do either. It's a quite a big expense to, to do that. But the, the only race I ever saw live so far um, was back in 1993. Uh, it was the European Grand Prix at Donington, um, and I saw Ayrton Senna win uh, the Ooh. Grand Prix, and it was a phenomenal. I'll never forget it, but my whole life, it's just one of those, the most amazing day you can ever have. Goosebumps listening to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say I, it was just incredible. I, I'll never forget it because all the, the overtakes on that first lap and then to find out that that was Murray Walker's best first lap ever, that he thought wow. that was the most incredible first lap he'd ever seen. Um, and it was, and we saw it, and me and my mate Jonathan saw it. I was just on my 18th birthday, and uh, and we saw Schumacher go off in front of us into the sand. We were just at the, the kind of back chicane um, as you come into the kind of loop. Um, and it was incredible. You had, and when he came round on that first lap, he was just catching up with Prost. And then so he came down the hill. And then when he came up the hill, uh, he was ahead uh, of Prost. And off he went into the distance. Um, but it was it was the most, the noise, the, the whole thing, the atmosphere. And when you saw him go past, as he pulled for another gear, you actually saw his head and his neck yes. when you go back, you know, because it was so exposed. Um, and it was just, oh, I'll never forget it. And and then it was just incredible. And in those days as well, you didn't have the five lights on as they do now. It was just simply red and green. And you just heard that they heard the revs go up. It was like being like a musician. The revs go up and That's then it just drops. And then the traction control came in and it kind of buzzed away and then off they went. It was incredible. That's right. No, no, I mean... Uh, you know, you reminded me of something. Uh, one, one day I sat in a professional go-kart and um, uh, I was pretty excited. So I just put my helmet, I, I, I sat in it and then I went on the track and I, as soon as I started accelerating, my head went back. And yeah. all of a sudden I was looking at the sky and I said, what, what is this? I won't be able, to, I don't know where I am anymore. I had to lift off. And my head came back and I said, okay, you know, I'm not ready to race. I mean, you, you, you need amazing strength. And that's what a lot of people don't understand that um, F1 drivers are uh, absolutely unique athletes. They're probably better athletes than any Olympian. Um, yeah. The training they go through, the strength you need to handle uh, the G-forces, and when when I mention G-forces, everyone knows who follows F1, it's positive and negative G-forces, right? So you, you are constantly fighting three, four, uh, five Gs sometimes. Uh, it's, it's more than what a jet fighter will yeah. ha can handle. And those cars are so fast and stick to the ground so much. That's, that's the only thing uh, a miss from F1 uh, yeah. simulation is the GT3s uh, don't stick to the ground as much as an, as an F1, and that's where the challenge is. Yeah. The GT3 slides a lot more. An F1 is, is, is so pushed down by the downforce that yeah. you can go into turns extremely fast and not lose the car. 
Uh, if you try to do the same thing with the GT3, it's not <laughs> going to happen. No, no, that's no, that's for sure. But it was it's incredible, really. I mean, I think when we see the Formula One, and, and it, even though I have to say, I mean, I was a big fan of the V12s and then the V10s and the V8s. I wasn't a big fan of the V6s. I thought that they really lost the sound that they kind of made part of the show of Formula One. But I think they're a little bit better now than what they were. So I think they were making a big announcement today that potentially they were going to use hydrogen engines or something in them. I, I, I don't know. I heard rumours that they, I just saw a very uh, small, short clip that somebody had put up. So I don't know if they've announced what their latest engine's going to be. Um, but uh, but I thought when, when we used to go and watch the testing in Spain, in Jerez, and, uh, and it was fantastic. For 10 euros, you would get into Jerez um, and you could see we saw Schumacher, we saw Lewis Hamilton. Uh, we, I think the first year we went was 2008, or maybe early 2009, I can't quite remember. Um, and, uh, and we saw Lewis Hamilton here passed in his McLaren. Uh, and that was an incredible thing. And, you know, and, and as you, as you, on the end of the back of the street, as they break and you hear all the kind of clattering from the engine as they're banging down the gears and then off they go, it's just um, it's something incredible. Yeah, um, you, you know, talking about F1, you know, um, I love to make one analogy is this. It's like all those F1 drivers know each other since they're kids. They, mm -hmm. They've been racing along each other since they're seven, eight years old. Yeah. Um, so they know each other when they get on the track. Whatever happens, you know, when, when you have that incident with uh, Verstappen and, and, and uh, Hamilton, they, they know each other. They know very, each other very well. And, and that's also what's happening with the, with the seniors is we're starting to know each other very well after eight months. So yeah. when we get, when, when you get side by side with another driver, you know who you're getting side by side with, you know, um, and, and that, that creates a different atmosphere on the track. The same way those guys, um, they are friends. I mean, I know F1 drivers are very protective and very uh, selfish. They don't share anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially teammates. Uh, GT3 is different though. GT3 mm -hmm. drivers uh, share the information. You yeah. know, uh, because usually they team up, uh, but teammates in an F1, nah, they're not going to share anything with you. I mean, I've heard about, um, I've, I've heard about uh, Jackie Stewart um, uh, teaching uh, Francois Sauver. He was, he was a French driver who happened to kill himself, unfortunately, too soon. But he was actually trying to coach him, but very few. F1 drivers will actually do that. They, yeah. they they keep their cards very close to their chest and and like uh, they're not going to share any secrets. And but but with with these seniors, see, um, I I for example, um, Mark Pocock, we, we we are about the same the same speed, the same strength. He's going to share his his setup with me, yeah, uh, knowing that I might match his time, but it doesn't matter. Peter Rosslinger will do the same thing. Peter Rosslinger is, is one of the fastest with Chris Bourne, Carlo Van Brabant. They, they are very fast drivers, Derek Bird, Neil, uh, Neil Bywater. They will share their setup with you. They, 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 they are not hiding, they are not protecting anything. See what I mean? They want to help you mm -hmm. challenge them 
you know, and, and I think it's fabulous, you know, uh, because you feel like you're given the chances to fight at any level you want. I mean, I know I can go to any driver and any other driver can go to uh, within the community and say, can I have you set up? And it will be shared within a few minutes. And there you go. You don't have to get the CDA. You don't have yeah. to get anything. It's there for you. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Because I was racing last night on Thea's uh, Three's a Crowd uh, stream. And I was at uh, Kailami, and I never really raced there before. So I did a little bit of practice. I was using the McLaren, I think it's a 720, the, the most recent one that you can get, I think, on, on ACC. Um, but I was struggling to get into the low 44s. That was kind of like my best run. And then the top guys were doing 41.8s and things like that. Um, but I thought, well, there must be a way to find out those two seconds to get that. Because I, I knew it was there, and I knew I wasn't getting it right. Um, but it was trying to to get that right. So yeah, get, get better setups would definitely help. And and, and a yes. bit. Of yeah, setup setups are crucial. I mean, that, it took me a long time to understand that. Uh, see, because I, I consider myself still new within a Seto Corsa competition. I'm still learning a lot of things. There there are things within setups I wouldn't dare touching, like the dampers and and things like that, because I don't fully understand the repercussions of, of what I'll be doing. And it's a little bit of an algorithm where if you touch something, it's a domino effect. You, yeah, you, yeah. you change something and all of a sudden, well, the car doesn't handle the, the right way. So uh, yeah, you, you, have, you have to be careful. Yeah, I see here Mike wrote, yeah, Jeremy, uh, I'll never let you buy. Yeah, <laughs> See, that's the kind of humor we deal with within the group. <laughs> oh, so it's really good, though. I mean, it, it does sound like a fantastic kind of racing series, and I have to say, I'll have to try and do it. It's just tell us what time it's on, so people who are watching can come and join you as well. All the races are at um, ten. Uh, no, they are at uh, a. Let me think one second here. They are 2, 2 p.m. here, so they are 7 p.m. UK time. Okay, okay. And, uh, which means 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, Canada. And mm. um, and believe it or not, we have, uh, yeah, that's it, Mark wrote, 7 p.m. UK time. Um, we have um, Australians getting up at 2 in the morning to race. Wow. Oh, with us yeah. that's right on saturday and that's uh, <laughs> that's uh ollie you know i call him the crazy aussie because who will get up at two in the morning to race you know someone who will do that <laughs> they must be retired oh, no else he's to... not actually he's not retired <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... he, he, but he loves racing and you know what there is a true uh uh, respect and and people love this community and I it, it, that's what's fabulous and, and that's what makes me so happy is to see the happiness of others and mm -hmm. how much we share and uh, laugh together uh, race together um, sometimes fight together uh, <laughs> but, but like I told you in the beginning it's a big family and it keeps growing and um, actually, each time you have someone new coming in, uh, 
you, you feel like, who's this? And, uh, you know, you have to get to know that person. And, uh, but the atmosphere is such that it's, you are accepted right away and integrated right away. You can ask any questions, someone, if I'm not there to answer, someone else will answer. Uh, everyone is there to help and everyone is, is there to have fun at the same time. But at the same time, it, it, it's, it's, it's a competition. We are uh, fighting for the world championship within the seniors. And uh, believe me, it's a fierce battle. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds, it sounds fantastic, actually, I have to say. And it gives us a lot of hope that, you know, to be able to improve and, and, and be more competitive and people sharing their setups and, and advice on how to get faster is really a big thing because that's what we all are, are, are trying to do. But in the pre-show, we had a quick chat and I was telling you of, of because of the sim racing uh, and the experience I've had with, with these kind of games and things, um, it's really improved, I think, my actual driving skills in real life. And I remember doing a track day um, down at, at Mercedes World at Brooklands uh, a couple of years ago, or a year and a half ago. Um, and I was driving a Mercedes C43 AMG saloon. And it was a great car, but normally in the driving games, they're quite dodgy to drive because any kind of road cars are, you know, they don't kind of turn as well and they're not quite as good. Um, but actually, it was easier to drive than on the on the games I had played <laughs> on the simulations. It actually turned in well and it, feel, it felt so much more natural. Have you found right. it all after you've been racing, have you maybe driven a, a nice car at some point or done a track day or something like that and have found a similar experience? I know I haven't, unfortunately, but I would love to. I would love to. Actually, I would love to jump into, uh, into an Aston Martin and, uh, and, and drive it on, on a track, you know, but uh, I'm afraid I, I'm not sure what the result would be, but uh, that would be a good way to measure actually the level yeah, of, uh, yeah. of the simulation, you know, to have the opportunity, but that's asking a little bit too much uh, at this <laughs> point, you know, like asking uh, Aston Martin to let you drive a car just to see <laughs> if, if it compares with Assetto Corsa competition. You're going to have to launch Safety Dance 2. <laughs> so you can say, right, I'll buy one, you know, I can say, right. That's right. But, uh, but no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. But um, now it's uh, uh, oh now Mike Molesky has been saying I have a BMW two three five and he's gotten lots of tickets since being in Egypt. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you, you you know it's funny because uh, on our website we we do have an interview section and uh, one of the questions uh, that everyone was asked was how many uh, tickets did you get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since uh, since you drive, but amazingly, um, not many. Most most guys uh, are pretty safe drivers, and uh, you know. So there you go. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean because you uh, drive a GT3 uh, <laughs> uh, very fast on the track that you you're gonna drive uh, your car crazy on 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 the highway unless you're on, on the autobahn, you know. But even then. Even then, you know, I mean, uh, you're taking a useless risk. And uh, I don't know. I mean, personally, I got too many tickets. And yes, I love, <laughs> I love, I love speeding. But um, no, now I, I, I calm down quite a lot. But uh, yes, I had a few, a few 
police cars <laughs> with the lights behind me. <laughs> I always remember my, my father, he, he loved his cars. And uh, although he had some pretty awful cars um, for many years, he finally got a good one after a while. And it was an Alfa Romeo. And it was a, it was a 155 uh, two-liter um, uh, twin spark. Um, and it was, a, it, was, oh, it was a phenomenal car. It was such a good car. Um, and, uh, and it was uh, this tiny little steering wheel that literally had one and a half turns locked to lock. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Um, but, but, and it had this wonderful, two, it was a two-liter engine. It had loads of torque and it made a great noise. Um, and I remember we used to go back from Stirling you know, on, we'd go out for the day and then he'd bring me back to Edinburgh and the Stirling motorway from Stirling to Edinburgh is quite a good road and it's quite fast. Um, and he would sit there in fifth gear um, and, he, and then I was kind of like, oh, we seem to be going at quite a rate. So I would look over to the speedo and my dad would be doing about 110. Totally kind of noticed. And this was in his 70s, his mid 70s. And that's miles an hour. So, you know, that's about wow. 170 kilometers or whatever it is or more, you know. Um, and, uh, and he didn't seem to think anything of it. And I was saying, Dad, maybe you might want to slow down soon because there's traffic ahead. You know, you know, in North America, it's totally different than uh, in Europe. Uh, North America uh, roads are straight for yeah. miles. Yeah. I mean, there's not one turn anywhere. So yeah. uh, you are forced to speed. I mean, because it's so boring. But each time I went to Europe, uh, well, there I was on the circuit. You know, it's like, a, you know, you're turning all the time, right, left. And, 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 and Europeans drive a lot faster than North Americans, I can tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, um, when we went to Florida a few years ago, there was, we went to, we just happened to be in, in Orlando at the time of the, there was a big Ferrari Owners Club event in celebration. And it was, it, was just, it was great timing because we went to celebration the week before and I looked on the notice board and they said, come next week because it's the Ferrari owners of Florida um, show. And I thought, oh, this is amazing. Um, so we came the next week and it was unbelievable. Um, they had Ferrari Enzos. They had the new one. What was the, they had the, um, the, oh, the, the Ferrari LaFerrari that was there. They had a new Bugatti um, uh, Chiron thing and nice. they had all these other cars. Um, but then you had lots of trade stands and, and all the kind of other stuff that they had. Um, and one of them, it was a big racing uh, group or a big racing uh, circuit people. And, and so they similarly, there's some big circuits in Florida, that other than things like Daytona, I think they were more in the south, where you can go and do uh, rally driving and racing. And it's about a third of the cost of what it costs in Europe to do. So I thought, actually, you know what, it's almost worth going over there um, to do a track day or to do to go and do some running That's because perfect. it was incredible value for money for what yes, you could yes. get. That, um, but it was, and also it's nice when you're doing I it. Know, talking, about, talking about the US, I don't know if you heard that um, Andretti might uh, buy the Alfa Romeo team F1. Oh yeah, uh-huh. Ah, yeah, yeah. Next, next year there is a Miami. Uh, oh yeah, Miami Grand Prix, isn't there? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wonder how that will work. I hope the circuit will be good. I hope that it will be decent for overtaking. I'm not sure always the street circuits work. It's a, I believe I believe it will be a street circuit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I have to say I do love the one. Oh, what's it's the new one? Oh, it's gone right into my head. Um, oh, it's the one that begins with an A. Which one? Um, you, oh, you know the new one that they did about three or four years ago. They started it. Um, it's in. Oh, it's in one of the former. It was in the U.S. race. 
No, it was in Europe. Um, well, it was, um, and it's a kind of mixture of a street circuit and a, and a race circuit. Oh, it'll come back to me. Um, Andrew will know it. Uh, but that, no, that is, it's that one where it has the very long street and it's very, very wide. And then there's that very narrow section at the far side where they go through the castle. Um, oh, oh is, that, uh, is that is that Sachi? No, that's the Russian no. one. Um, I don't know. Oh, it, it'll come. It, Azerbaijan. 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 That's, that's, I believe it's uh, Azerbaijan. Yeah, and it, that's an, I love that track. I think that's a really good track. That seems to work quite well. Uh, but hopefully Miami, I'll certainly have the atmosphere. Yeah, Boku, that's it. Don Quinn. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. I've just yeah. seen as well that um, it's funny because my, my, when we're talking before about my father having the Alfa Romeo two litre, but I've been outdone uh, because I think was it Neil that was saying, one of them was saying um, that you had a V6, uh, he had the V6 uh, 155 uh, Alfa Romeo and that was, that, was, oh, that was the cracker of the car to have. If you had that engine, that was the most amazing thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it's quite a thing. But you can just see from the passion already, isn't it, that the cars, F1, game, you know, the, the sim racing, it just brings it all out. And, and isn't it? It's, it's so much fun to be able to do. Um, but uh, many of the guys here in the chat sounds like they have some phenomenal cars that they've been either playing with or, or having their uh, having their armory in their garages or their workplaces, which is which is fantastic. But um, what kind of car do you drive then, Jeremy? Uh, the uh, the Aston Martin GT3 is my favorite car. Uh, that's the one uh, I do the I do the fastest laps uh, with, and uh, Mark Pocock provides me with his amazing setups. So I don't have much to think there. I just uh, I just drive as fast as I can. When when with the GT4, I, I love the BMW. I think it's a very easy car. Uh, I use the aggressive setup and. And maybe tweak a little bit the, uh, the the steering wheel, and that's about it. I mean, the car will handle itself pretty pretty good. Uh, but GT3, yes, I've tried the Porsche, um, and I learned I learned a lot with the Porsche. It's a beast uh, to tame. It's really a difficult uh, GT3 to handle, but um, it helped me understand a lot uh, racing. And when I started, I started with the McLaren. Oh, yeah. I love that McLaren as well. It's but, a good car. It's quite okay. stable, isn't it? It's it quite is. a stable car. It's very stable. But I find the easiest car to drive today, to me, is the Aston Martin. Uh, yeah. And I've tried them all. Uh, I love the Ferrari, but somehow that Ferrari, uh, I just cannot tame. I mean, it doesn't want to do what... What I want wanted to do, you know, that's it's, it's stubborn with me. But uh, the Aston Martin, I can I can drive the way I want to drive, and that's a lot of fun. The only thing um, uh, is, you know, we have we have um, a lot of Bentleys uh, in our league, and those guys, man, are flying in those Bentleys. You know, yeah, I mean, they seem to have come alive recently. They seem yes. to. Have you know, I, 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 I did mention, I believe, because the previous season, Ferraris were dominating GT3. They were yeah. truly the fastest cars. Now, um, the fastest car seems to be the Bentley, but it's not the car. It's the driver. I mean, we have some guys, um, 
you can give them whatever car. Uh, believe me, you, you won't get past them. Okay, they they they, they can laugh because we have we have old old we have uh, uh, drivers with a Honda, McLaren, Porsche. We we have almost all the cars. Only a car. I don't know if you noticed that, but there's one car. No one ever touches in Assetto Corsa competition, and it's the Jaguar. Um, yeah. I don't know why, you know, but uh, I tried it. I wasn't impressed, but uh, there are some cars nobody touches. You don't know. I why. have a great story about that one because when they made the new F Type, um, the the it was my brother. Um, he was coming over from Hong Kong, and uh, and he rented one um, for the week because uh, he was coming to visit us. And he said, "Oh, sure, I'll get you. We'll get a great car because um, my my work is paying." Um, so we can get something really good and I'll put you on the insurance so you can drive. Um, and I said, oh, yeah, that'll be amazing. Um, so he came over and he got this. Uh, I met him at the airport and it, we got this Jaguar F-Type convertible, the kind of four-wheel drive. With the, it was a five-litre V8 supercharged thing. So an ama amazing machine. Um, and uh, and he got me on the insurance. So he drove it down to from Edinburgh down to the Scottish borders. And yeah. then the thing is, we'd had a, an argument with our local milkman um, the, the day before, saying that his milk was too expensive um, and that we couldn't afford to get it delivered. We were just going to buy it from the shop. Um, and he wasn't very happy. And then <laughs> the next day, because my, my brother said, you can have the car and take your wife out with it. So I took my wife and the two of us went for a wee run. Um, and who did we meet in Duns? But the milkman <laughs> coming the other way. <laughs> this is about a day after. And he's like, he's looking at us with fury and anger. Oh. So because I've cancelled my milk subscription, I can afford it. <laughs> <anger."> <laughs> so he was not at all. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant. But I, I remember it, I, we were going down the A1 in this thing and you could, t you could turn on the button so the exhaust came on louder. Um, and, uh, and I thought, right, I'm good. there was like a big uh, lorry in front that was carrying, it was a, a car transporter, plus about 10 other cars in front of it. And it was a decent long straight. So I just put my foot down, put the, all, the, all the power bits up and all the noise bits up, put the yeah. roof down, and I just, we just rocketed past everything <laughs> that was there. And it was so much fun. It was just, cars like that are just brilliant. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. But uh, but no, it's it's phenomenal. Um, but this is a very quick um, um, kind of inter intervening yes. advert. Um, next week we have got Rory Alexander. That's right, here he is is coming on the channel. So make sure that you're ready for that one. And if you've got more questions for Jeremy, please put them in the comments just now, as we've been going for over an hour. So it must be we'll be getting on in time for Jeremy. So he's been very kind putting all this time aside for us tonight. That, oh, one of the questions that I have seen earlier was, that what is your actual real-time daily driver? What do you drive in real life? Oh, what do I drive? <laughs> I, I drive a 4x4. I have a, I have a Range Rover. Ah, that's a good car. Range Rover's yeah, a great. That's an awesome car. I have the, the, the Range Rover Evoque. So I'm not racing with that. I can guarantee you that. I, I drove a really nice one of those recently. I think it was the two-liter turbo petrol, and I think it had about two hundred and fifty horsepower, and it yes. was a really nice car. It made a lovely sound as well, and it and it handles really well. It's a, it's a nice car. That uh, yeah. you know, you know, when I when I grew up, my father had one of the first Rovers, 
Um, oh yeah. was driver, and I remember uh, driving on his lap, and he would let me hold uh, the wheel. Oh and, yeah. And so uh, you know, I said uh, when I got in, in sixty in my sixties, I said I have I have to get a rover again. You know. Yeah. So when I saw the Evoque, I said that's a beautiful four by four and. Uh, and I love uh, I love British engineering, and I, it's an awesome car to drive. And here in Canada, no, never mind. You need a four by four, right? Because winters uh, pretty snowy roads, so I yeah. have, I have no fear with that. Yeah, they're so good, aren't they? They're just so they just predict they just they adjust to everything. It's amazing how good they are. Absolutely, and, and, Absolutely. and how for, how forgiving they are as well. You know, you can drive it quite fast and. I, yeah, I, I, I tell you, there's a hell of an adjustment when I come off the uh, GT3 simulation and I get in my 4x4, I go, I get a wake-up call there, you know, I go, okay, it doesn't handle the same way at all. <laughs> no, it certainly won't, it certainly won't. But, uh... but, but yesterday, just for, just for fun, yesterday I happened to have an Aston Martin, a white Aston Martin, right behind me, and I went. I'm not letting you by. <laughs> there were your foot to the floor, holding them, <laughs> covering your lines in the corners. Yes, right. <laughs> I know it's it's quite a thing. It sounds like Mark Pogok there, who's in the chat, has a very interesting. A uh, uh, group of friends that he's talking about. He's been in uh, friends who have rally, who are rally drivers, yeah. and he took his works company car on a rally stage and split it in half, uh, which would have been a bit of a that would have been an expensive lunch break. That one. That, uh, but we'll have to maybe have a look at seeing if we can get Mark on the show because he knows lots about Duns and about the Jim Clark Museum and things like that, um, which would be fantastic. Um, but no, it's it, it's so good. I mean, it's just been an absolute pleasure. Um, same here. Uh, same here. You. And we'll have to have you back on because we kind of feel we could easily talk for My hours pleasure. and hours. And please, please come race with us on a Monday, please. I that will do be, all my best. I'm going to be distracted. I just, I just want to quickly answer uh, Jerry who asks, uh, what's my favorite uh, track to drive on ACC? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Manza. I'm going to say Spa as well. And uh, Brands Hatch. Uh, I guess these are my three favorite tracks. Yeah, I do love Brands Hatch. I think it's a great track. Uh, it is. It is an amazing on. track. It is an amazing track. And next next week, uh, I, I give I give uh, these seniors a little uh, a little scoop here. Next week we'll do we're doing Misano, and it will be night and rain. Oh! <laughs> so get ready. You have to be on your best behaviour for that one, Axman. Yeah, so join us on Monday, you. <laughs> I'll have to see what I can do. It's normally that's kind of bedtime story time for my kids. So yeah. I'm kind of, and I'm on, that's my one of my main duties on a Monday night. So, um, but I will try and see what I can do, see if I can swap it around. Because I would I would genuinely love to, to have a go and see what it's like. I don't know how, how fast I'll be. It sounds like all oh, you guys are going to lap me by lap five at the rates that you guys are going. Um, but uh, but no, it, it it will it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be it'll be a really good laugh. Yes, yes. Um, but no, that's the thing. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, and I appreciate everybody who's been watching from the E Seniors uh, Championship and Facebook page. 
Um, you've got your description in the in uh, below so you can subscribe to Jeremy's channel down there. It would be fantastic to have you on there. And if you like what you're seeing, um, it would be great to have you uh, subscribe to our channel here as well as we're growing fast, which is which is really, really good. Um, and as I say, Jeremy, you are welcome back anytime. Thank you very much, Hugh. It's a pleasure to uh, and an honor to have been part of the show. Oh, you're very, very welcome. And if you've been listening to this on the podcast and you would like to come on the show, uh, the best way to do it is to email us from the website, um, which is info at hughhattrick.com, um, or you can uh, do it on Twitter as well. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Um, but it's fantastic um, to see everybody. Thanks again to our community who've been watching us here, and whether you're a new subscriber or you've been with us from the start. It's brilliant to be able to speak to you and share a fantastic evening tonight with Jeremy, who's been an amazing guest and also a, a fantastic musician. Um, and many people have just realised how famous you are. Um, so we've had another scoop on our show today, um, having such a great guest here with you. Um, as you are. Thank you, everyone, for, uh, for being there this evening. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. You stay on the line just now, um, Jeremy, but I'll close the show. In fact, do you know our famous our famous quote that we always end the show with? No, I'm sorry. Ooh. You ah, you see, this shows that you haven't listened to the end of the podcast. I'm only kidding. That um, it is, of course, drive fast and try not to crash. I love that one. <laughs> Take care, everyone. We'll speak to you very soon. Bye just now. Bye, everyone.